Well, good morning. It is the Friday edition of the Sharpening the Square College Football Podcast. This is our first podcast where we will be going over our picks for the William Hill Week 1 contest. And no intro music today because it is <laughs> way, way, way too early for rock and roll. Isn't that right, Magoo? <laughs> you might have the old wife uh, <laughs> nearby you, so I don't... I'm guessing that's why you don't have the intro. That was uh, we should do another take. That was a little lackluster intro. <laughs> no, like, I, welcome I think to it's, William Hill. Good job. I think it's man. appropriate. It's week two. This is week one of our contest, man. Come on, week I'm ready one of to our go. contests. Week two of college football. I haven't had my coffee yet or shower, and uh, I'm a little I'm a little tired. I, you should be more tired. It, you saw um, cousin it last night, right? I've got my I've got my coffee in hand and my orange uh, Clemson polo for work today, ready to go. Come on, Drew! It is week one. It is week one of our contest, and if uh, if our trends are any indication of of hey, back the teams that uh, didn't look good in week one. I hope that applies to our handicapping as well. Well, yeah, we we did not look <laughs> <laughs> We're lackluster, lackluster. I would well, well first of first things first, get. Can you give our listeners a little movie review of uh, Cousin It? Oh, I did see uh, I skipped uh, the NFL game. I heard it was uh, just a straight shootout uh, where you dropped that <laughs> NFL game at all. Yeah, I saw the end of it. It was not very uh, viewer-friendly. I'll say that. Oh, I can't even tell you how much I, I – So, without spoiling anything of, uh, of the new It movie, uh, it was uh, a little lackluster – I think they really overdid it with the jump scares. I'll say that. They just, uh, you know, jump scares in a horror movie are, is like sex. Uh, you don't want to blow your wad too early. You know? Wow. You, you get your, well, we already have the explicit rating. You know, wow. you, get, you get all worked up and then boom, it's like a balloon pops and it scares you and then you're kind of deflated. And so they had so many at the beginning that. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not spoiling anything, but of course there's a climax to the movie and you're just sitting there in the climax and you're like, well, uh, let's, let's wrap this thing up. You know, you already, you already uh, built up the tension, like the first hour of the movie and then popped it with these stupid jump scares. So I was not a fan at all, actually. Um, I will say if you, if you do want to go see it, Bill Hader is hilarious in it. Uh, yeah, naturally. But, and it's got a little nice, you know, like. Um, kind of happy ending, I would say, with uh, you know jovial. But other than that, I, I was not. I, I, I liked the first one a lot better. I, I was very disappointed that they went so cheap with the jump well, scares. But we're five minutes into a it movie, so let's get to the. That's good. Well, and, and before before we go and and give our picks here, I think um you know we need to go ahead and jump into Clemson corner because Magoo and I were yeah. both shocked. That Clemson A and M is not on our card this week. We have all these games, and we have a lot of really weird games. Well, um, you know why? You know why? I, I don't know why. why. Explain it to me, oh, and go so, ahead and give me your handicap while you're at it. Yeah. So the so you're not seeing Auburn. You're not seeing Bama. You're not seeing Maryland. You're not seeing Clemson. You're not seeing UNC Miami. Um, there's a little hurricane down there. Oh, it's a you little It it is the reason, but. I, I, it's a little bit. It's a little bit uh, paranoid, I would say, for them to to take them out. I don't know that. We of course wish everyone safety, 
but I'm not sure if it's going to affect well, all these I get cities it, though. Yeah, in the game. Because if you have games canceled, that can really like throw off a contest here and get people upset. Because you know, at the end of the day, they're trying to keep their customers happy. So I, I okay, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But um, okay. Well, what is your what are your thoughts on Clemson A and I I know yeah. what you think. We're on the same page already. That's good. I was thinking we do Clemson Corner first since it's not on the card. And we didn't talk about week one with Clemson uh, last week against Georgia Tech. So I'm heavy on the Aggies, and I don't care that the squares play. Uh, I know everybody's putting their money on A&M. The casinos will need A&M to cover this game, but I think they're going to lose money this week on A&M and just putting out too high of a line. What I saw in that game was a good defense, but a slower defense. Uh, they just don't have the Cleveland furl that tracks guys down on the edge. They don't have those linebackers. Kendall Joseph and Trey Lamar are going to be huge losses. Uh, these two guys, Chad Smith and James Skalski, are they look slow, and I am worried about them in coverage. And, man, any teams with speed is going to be able to attack them. I don't, I'm not even sure they're the best linebackers. It's just Georgia Tech couldn't do anything. Um, we have a freshman, or excuse me, we have a sophomore wide receiver who is now converted to cornerback, is our starting cornerback, Darian Kendrick. <laughs> he did not record a stat last week against Georgia Tech. So this is essentially his first game as a cornerback in college football. And he's going up against the AM wide receivers. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. So this, at worst, I feel like this just smells smells backdoor cover um our secondary hasn't really changed i mean tanner muse is a liability back there at coverage uh i just see the defense taking a big step back but that still means they're good because our defense was otherworldly last year um trevor lawrence is going to get it right uh we'll put up points i'd lean me over in texas a&m even though it's square but i just don't see any other way and then a and special teams, man, their punter is like they're freaking – is a stud, man. And he's going to be a huge advantage of field over our uh, – um, being nice to the punter, uh, you know, let's say he's subpar. Is that nice enough? <laughs> I won't say the punter. I'll say our punting game. How about that? There you go. Kicking game, something like that. So, so all those factors to say Clemson – so you cannot tell me, Brew, that Clemson is going to have a few sphincter-tightening games this year, and Texas A&M is not one of those teams. Yeah, <laughs> so my whole thing is that everybody's been talking about this game all year, that this is Clemson's one stumbling uh, game right here. This is it. And Clemson's been hearing it, too. And plus, they had the tight game last year, so... I don't know, man. I I think that with all the talk that Clemson is going to be super, super prepared and ready, and they're going to try to lay the smack down if they can. Uh, and it is at home. Let's not forget, last uh, last year was at Kyle Field, and that is a very, very tough place. Um, so I don't know. I would be careful. I, I certainly don't think a and going to win it. Um, but, yeah, you know, who knows? It might be close. I mean, with A&M and that offense, the back door will always be open. Um so we'll see, um, but yeah, let's go. We'll get, a, we'll get a side. We'll get a side bet going then. Yeah, let, let's get into the picks. Uh, I'll let you go first because I know you have. Uh, what do you say? You have five that you're looking at. Let's see if we line up on any of these. Okay. 
Uh, I'm hoping we line up on this, given how many factors are going. I'm, I'm jumping all the way to the bottom of the, the list here. And uh, we have so many things going with uh, this play here. All the we way? We have all the, almost all the way down. Almost, okay. <laughs> almost, almost, almost. I'm looking at one of the later games of the day. Okay. Um, okay, this is uh, system play. Um, it is a team that I wasn't high on at the beginning of the year, but uh, I watched a little of their game last week, and they were a little frisky. They have some receivers that can jump up and grab the ball. Um, uh, they they didn't cover in week one. The team they're playing did cover in week one, um, and uh, they have this they have this monster monster. Nobody believes in us, but the guys in this locker room. Uh, little theory going, so I can't I can't deny it. I mean, there's too many factors for us to pass up. If we pass up on it, we're going to be kicking ourselves. The Southern Cal Trojans, oh man, um, covering at home versus Stanford, who is favored for some reason, or excuse me, they're they're a slight dog. It's basically a pick'em, but I love the the backup quarterback. The team rallies around the injured quarterback. He's got a full week of practice now. You know, you get thrown in the game, you're going to look a little shaky. But he's got a full week of practice now. I, I don't know if JT Barrett is just like incredibly better than this guy. But what are your thoughts? Oof, that's that's a little scary. So the one thing that really holds me, like normally I'd be all all over this, but the, the one thing about this game is that the USC quarterback, I believe he's a freshman, and uh, he was third string coming into the year. Um, the second string quarterback transferred. If he would have waited one more week, he would have been the starter. But, you know, the one that was in apparently in a quarterback competition with the number one transferred. So I just can't think that this guy was getting a lot of reps during the summer. Um, and so that kind of has me uh, a little worried. But I do think, yeah, I, I, I do like everything else. And the consensus line right now is USC minus three. So we are getting a little bit of value at my. Um, I'm fine with it. I'm going to go ahead and pencil it in. I I, I don't yeah, hate I mean, it. So so he's gotten the full week of of rest of the practice, and I just love the defenses rally around when, you know, even more reason for the defense to rally around um, the QB. You know, he's the third stringer, their second stringer left. Um, man. I just don't so know much, so much. Is that team mentally tough? Like, are they going to respond well to this, or are they going to say, "Oh man, our starting quarterback is out this season"? I'm packing I, it. I, I I would err to the latter, only because it's still the beginning of the season. They're one and zero. They're not yeah. out of anything yet. They don't have to quit on Clay Helton yet. Right. So, I, I tend to lean towards the latter, and you know, we always back this in the NFL, where the you know backup QB and the defense rallies around uh, the backup QB. So Col- Colts plus seven and a half also. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Oops, did I spoil one of our plays? <laughs> okay, so USC, all right, we're going to go ahead and tentatively lock it in. Um, I'm going to go back to the well. And oh, yes. I just – Yes, yes, yes. Looking at this play, and I think it lines up perfectly for us. The only thing you I stole wish, mine. You stole mine. Go ahead. The only thing I wish would have happened is I wish uh, Army would have covered, or at least looked uh, a little better during Week One. But 
I, I just keep looking at this. 22 and a half, it is a big number, but Michigan has had no problem covering these numbers at home in the past. And yes, Michigan did look a little bit sluggish last week, but you have to wonder were they just doing a limited offense considering their opponent? Um, were they perhaps looking ahead to Army? And I know that sounds crazy, looking ahead to Army, but when you have a triple option team on your schedule, you need to do as much preparation as possible because it is a very unique offense that not a lot of teams run. Um, the Jeff Sagarin ratings, I'm bringing those back. He has Michigan at 25. And at the end of the day, I just don't see how Army scores, scores at all. At all. Yeah. Um, because, you know, people will look at this game and they'll think, oh, Army gave Oklahoma a run last year. But, yeah, last year had a really, really bad defense. Michigan is going to have a top 10 defense uh, after the season is done. So, uh, 22 and a half, I don't think is a lot. I mean, the only big concern is if Army can put together some sustained drives. But really, I think they're going to go three and out time. So, give me Michigan yeah. on a 22 and a half. Yep, so uh, good. We're on the same page that you stole one of mine, so this is going to be tougher. But uh, that was one of my square plays that I was texting you about. And uh, here's the th- you already said it. You stole my point. Uh, the, the square logic is, well, Army bleeds the clock, and that's how they covered versus Oklahoma, and that's how they cover versus these big spreads. Well, Oklahoma has a crappy defense, uh, you know, not – just calling their defense crappy as a homebrew uh, <laughs> last year. And um, you have to get a first down in order to bleed the clock. I don't think they're getting first downs. So if you're asking me, does Michigan score 28 in this game? Yeah, they probably do. And they cover the spread. Excellent. Okay. Well, give me, that's two picks. Give me number three. Okay. Um, going down my list here. Okay, um, I'll go to this game, and you tell me what you think um, about – see, I'm going the other way. I know this team came off a huge letdown, but I'm going the other way with the angle, and I think that Cristobal wants to get Herbert's stats, like, way back up. I think he wants to run up Herbert's stats. Nice. That's the angle I'm taking with this. And, again, it's another square play but I like the Oregon Ducks at home to cover the big spread 23-and-a-half with Nevada. Of course, Oregon not covering the spread uh, in week one. Uh, it's an emotional letdown for them, I understand, and you don't love that. But I, I'm, I'm kind of going the other way in that they still have uh, a long season ahead. Um, I feel like the emotional letdown is more inclined to happen midway or at the, towards the end of the season coming off the emotional victory. At the beginning of the season, it's like, hey, we can still win the Pac-12. We can even run the table and uh, win the college football. So I love Cristobal, the idea of running up Herbert's stats. Man, Nevada is not even frisky like they were, like they were last year. I think they're awful. Well, they're frisky enough to beat Purdue. <laughs> um, oh, but... yeah, but that's why I want to fade Nevada is because everybody with a ticket is going to be backing Nevada this week. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a the play makes sense. Um, is uh, Herbert, is he fully healthy? I know he got, got banged around a little bit last week. Are oh, we I sure haven't seen. Yeah, that's all I want. Uh, I'm make looking sure. it up. Herbert health. We'll go to your next one and uh, okay. we'll pencil it. I'm going to go ahead and star that because, yeah, I get it. Um, 
And you, you're right. If they win, if they uh, run the table, they still win the Pac-12. They probably still make the college football playoff. So, even though that was a big game and there was a lot at stake, and I'm, I'm sure they are very disappointed losing to Auburn like that, um, there's still a lot of season ahead of them. And this is a game where they can make a statement. Um, <laughs> man, I've got so many square plays. I love it. <laughs> we do. So I mean, it's look. It's still the beginning of the year. We I. I know what happened last week, but I, I still think we should be laying a lot of points until yeah. further notice. Well, and I'm going to do it again. Here's um, <laughs> who I think might be the best defense in the nation in, in Michigan State. And this is a lot of the same argument that I had Michigan versus Army. Um, I will say Western Michigan probably is a little bit more frisky than, uh, than Army is, but – I think Michigan State's defense is even up a level from Michigan. Um, so 16 and a half points. I know people will say, well, Michigan State's offense isn't that great. Yeah, but the talent level, the size level between the athletes and the two teams, they should be able to put points on the board and drive it down uh, Western Michigan's throat. So uh, I think Michigan State at home, only 16 and a half. I think that's a very reasonable spread. I think we're probably looking at – you know, again, like you said, 28 to 0, 28 to 3, mm-hmm. um, something like that. Um, I mean, probably another game that's a good candidate for the under. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I like it. I like it. Okie doke. I, I, I have no problem laying points. Uh, you know, I don't think the market's adjusted for Michigan State that how good they are just yet. No, no. Yeah, they're, they're kind of looking at last year, but they are definitely improved. Okay, so um, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're up, man. Okay, uh, th- hold your nose on this one. Uh, I hope you have some notes on this one, too. But why is San Jose State only getting six and a half? They're one of the worst teams in FBS uh, mm. <laughs> versus Tulsa. I mean, it's not like San Jose State has a home field advantage or anything. So, man, getting, laying less than seven, San Jose State is like – just slightly above uh, the UTEPs of the world. Uh, hmm. So, <laughs> do you have any notes on this? One? I honestly, no, I don't have any notes on this one. So, if but, you want to roll that, I mean, we can look into it further. Or it's um, just, uh, it's just, a, it's just. I, I mean, this could be like this one of those games where nobody, the, the, even the bookmakers, don't even know what to do with this. But it's like thirty-seven to seven Tulsa. Because they're like, oh, yeah, San Jose State is, like, one of the worst teams in the FBS. Yeah, it, you know, and it opened even lower. It opened at four, and uh, it was steamed up to six and a half real quick, and then it's just – it's been stuck there. Uh, the line's still at six and a half. So, yeah, that that is weird. I hope we're not walking into a trap by betting that game, but I'll put a question mark by it. Um. Okay, do you want another big favorite or do you want a dog? I mean, I've got – Oh, man, shoot. let's get a dog going in here because i got another big favorite. And uh, and you, you, you give us a dog so we're, we don't feel so – we don't have to take a shower after this. Okay, I'm going to go – oh, man, this is tricky. Which dog do I want to go with, big dog or little dog? Go with the big dog first. Okay, we'll go with the big dog. And uh, I've got Northern Illinois on the road. Uh, getting 22 and a half points versus your Utah Utes. Um, Utah had a huge game last year or last week versus uh, BYU, what they call the Holy War. It was very, very tight for most of the game. 
uh, and then they ended up pulling away with a couple defensive scores. So the the score of the game looks a lot um, worse than it actually was. BYU yeah. was hanging right with them. Uh, and that's one of those r- emotional rivalry games that just takes a lot out of you. So I think, A, I don't think their offense looked that great anyways to be laying 22 and a half points. They weren't as improved as I was thinking they were going into the season. It was a one-game mm-hmm. sample size. Um, and Northern Illinois, they can move the ball. I mean, they are not, um, you know, they're, they're a mid-level team, but they're, you know, they can still do some stuff <laughs> against teams of the Utah's caliber. So, yeah, 22 and a half, man, just seems like way, way, way too much. So that's that's my one dog, my one big dog that I like. Okay. Oh, and Sagarin has, has this game at 18, and uh, hmm. it's 22 and a half right now. So we're getting quite a bit of value according to his hmm. ratings. Gotcha. Oof. Yeah, I just I hate the action. We don't I, have to. I mean, I, oh, man, I mean – I just feel bad, you know, if it wins and it's like I talked you off, but yeah, well, we're also we're, it, sure. it's also it's also the most probably the biggest game of like what the hell were we doing if it loses? Um, the Maction, I hate the Mac against any good team. Um, I was just looking at Utah's schedule. They don't unfortunately. I wish they had a look ahead next week, um, but they play Idaho State at home again. Mm. Uh, Get it makes sense. Uh, pencil that one. I don't. I don't. I don't love it just because of Utah covering the week before. This is a matching team, so I don't think we have a full understanding of what UNL UNI is. I know they've been a little frisky, but what man? What throws me off about matching teams is they look. You watch a game on Wednesday night and they look so good versus themselves when they play each other. It's like, mm-hmm. man, they're putting up points all over the field. And then they go and they play a, a power five team, and it's like, what? They can't even move the ball. This is crazy. Yeah, it's, like, it's such a, a huge difference. So, star that one. Um, we'll look at it. We got, got some more plays, so keep it rolling. Um, do you want a uh, – you would like a uh, big another big fave? You said. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm always game for that. Well, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping we're on the same page with a, a big fave here that we were thinking the same thing. Tell me your thoughts on. Uh... So last year, we bet. We wondered why Kansas was. We looked at a shitty game, Kansas and Rutgers, and we said, "This is ridiculous. Why don't we just take the points of." I believe like the line was like Rutgers plus three and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And we said, man, let's just take the dog. This is going to be, these teams are both terrible. And uh, we got killed by it. Kansas yeah. destroyed them. I don't really want to let week one. So Rutgers beat up big time on UMass, but UMass might be team 126 of the FBS. So I don't get why this line is so low. Um, why it's not over 21 with Iowa. I mean, am I missing something? They, they should stop Rutgers. Well, I, I really don't think this is, uh, you know, your slightly older brothers Rutgers team here. They have, um, they have, they've got some guys now. They really do. do they've they? got, uh, yeah, okay. I think their, their quarterback, I want to say he's a transfer from Oklahoma. Um, and yeah, I, 
I don't know, man. I don't think Iowa's the team. Because Iowa's – Iowa has I, Iowa State on the road next week. Yeah, and they, no, they don't really have the defense, I don't think, to lock them down. And yeah, their offense I was thinking really that. Is, is their defense the same as last year? Yeah, and I, okay, I, you've I just already don't. Talk, you've already, let's move on. You've already talked about okay. this. Okay, well, we'll cross that one out because I was actually leaning a little bit the other way, but we'll just cross that one out altogether. Um, okay, well, well, how about this? Oh, no, hold on. Okay, I, I've got this one. All right, so uh, kind of lower down on the card again. We've got a, a team that's traveling a long way, and uh, mm-hmm. I think in general it's probably a good idea to, to fade uh, teams, especially Big Ten teams when they travel west. Woohoo! Uh, yes. Uh, I've got Fresno State at home getting three and a half points. And if you look at these teams on paper, they're actually pretty darn close. And they played last year, and last year's score, uh, final score kind of uh, indicates that they're pretty close talent-wise. Minnesota did get the victory last year by a touchdown, so I think Fresno State has a factor. Whoops, you faded out, Baru. Can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Yep, there you go. Okay, sorry about that. Um, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Fres- uh, Sagarin has Fresno State as a one-and-a-half point favorite, actually, in his ratings. Uh, yeah. And if you look at last week, too, so Minnesota was one of those teams that was getting a lot of hype preseason, um, but last week they didn't show anything. And uh, they really struggled versus, uh, I believe, South Dakota State, um, especially on offense. And if they struggle to move the ball on offense versus that team, they're really going to struggle versus Fresno State. Because Fresno State did lose a a decent amount from last year, but their defense still is pretty darn good. So I think you're going to have a little bit of a rock fight here with Fresno State being able to move the ball better than Minnesota is able to move the ball on them. Yeah, so this was my initial lean because I watched, like I said, that Fresno um, USC game last week. And uh, you know how I love my uh, frisky quarterbacks? Fresno State had a frisky, frisky quarterback. Jose Reyna is his name. Uh, so I'm with you. you. You, The trend from last year, I remember, is you fade Minnesota on the road and you bet them at home. Yeah. Um, the only really thing you could poke holes uh, in this spread is Minnesota did not cover and Fresno did in mm. week one. But it was kind of fluky, I think, that Fresno covered. I think if Daniels didn't get hurt, uh, USC would have covered. So um, I'm with you. This was my initial lean. And then I saw this stuff about, oh, Minnesota. But let's, let's go with our initial gut. I was thinking um, uh, Fresno's frisky and you love when I get the dog of uh, – I love – it's not a system play, but it's square. What would a square do? If they're taking the Power 5 team on the road against a group of five team as a over three-point favorite. So yeah. semi-system play, but I like it. Cool. Dig it. All right, what do you have next? And let's see, All what right, is that? So it seems like we have – so we have four locks four. or five locks. Actually, so we have Michigan. four, and then we have a – yeah. Michigan, Michigan State, Oregon, USC, and Fresno State. So that would be five locks right now. Uh, so we okay. need two more. Yeah, I think Oregon might have been in the, in the question mark. But yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, 
I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you let me know what what you think about this uh, this matchup. So uh, you're not supposed to sell the team, the stock when the stock's already low. But I keep thinking of last year. You mentioned it before. This team looked better than the final score last week, and um, I think this team is might have already packed it in. You had two two guys quit this week. And it is a train wreck in – I actually don't know why this game's on here. Like, Clemson is literally, like, 70 miles from Knoxville. But they put this game on here. So, mm. I just keep going back to BYU upsetting Wisconsin last year on the road. It might be one of those, like, frisky traveling teams. Uh, not an early game. So, it's West Coast going East. But uh, it's, still a, it's still a 4 o'clock game. So, uh, give me, give me BYU. Who's, uh, who, again, they didn't cover the spread last week, of course, neither did Tennessee, but they were better than what the final score is. They're frisky and, uh, Tennessee is just, whew. I mean, yeah, they've got- if, we, if, if we don't take advantage of kind of, you know, taking Tennessee while they're still a train wreck. Yeah, because they were – I mean, it, it, there was nothing fluky about that Tennessee loss last week. I mean, they just got outplayed. They were the worst team um, uh, on the on the field that day. So, BYU and Utah, they were pretty darn close, and it just ended up breaking Utah's way. And I think BYU is probably a team that has a lot of pride and isn't going to pack it in. They're going to give all their effort, play, a, play whistle to whistle. So – yeah, I like that, man. I think three and a half, it's it's probably too many points. Jeff Sagarin has this game at, lined at two. Um, of course, that's not a lot, but we are getting a little bit of value. And I didn't know about Tennessee's players quitting. I mean, man, that that is a, probably a big sign that uh, – I mean, that's distracted, yeah. Just another distraction. I mean, not, not to marginalize. Like, of course, you know, we don't like to – well, we wish everyone well with the hurricane, but – um, Tennessee's players. <laughs> Seriously, is <laughs> it's easy to edit these things, isn't it? Uh, no, it'll probably stay, but that's not it. Oh, okay. I don't like it. Oh, man. All right, okay. BYU. I think that's a decent play. Um, okay, that was your turn. Let me go here. Yeah, there's there's some fishy ones on here too. Like I was looking at Wyoming, Texas State. And I'm like, man, six and a half points, that's not a lot to lay on the road. Jeff Sagarin actually has that as his biggest spread uh, variance. He has it at 18 and a half. Wyoming is the favorite. And, you know, I tend to agree with him after what I saw. I, I do think Texas State moved the ball a little bit better uh, towards the end of the game once they settled on a quarterback. Um but still, man, I oof, I, I don't know. But that, that would be a, a really, really big overreaction play. So I think we yeah. probably should have said that. <laughs> that's the only one – that's the only part I, I looked at. I was like, dang, man, I mean, Wyoming seems like a low line, but we would be way overreacting with the squares um, to Wyoming beating Mizzou and Texas State pretty much not being able to score at all versus the Aggies. So – I don't know. <laughs> That's why I kinda, okay. I didn't have that one listed, but so yeah, there you go. Okay, let's see. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We or organism maybe. Um, do you have any other games you want to talk about? I've got I've got a few more. 
Yeah, I do. Um, uh, do. Do they have the right team favored in this SMU North Texas game? Oh, wow. It's, it's another kind of garbage. Yeah, you weren't ready for Tulsa, San Jose State, or North Texas SMU. I definitely I was wanted not. them more because I knew they because they they were on the card and they would never be otherwise, um, if not for these games not being on the card. So, um, I just don't know that the right team is favored North Texas. Uh, so they don't have their quarterback this year, but I think that's an overreaction. Uh, I'll take uh, fading SMU at home because again these teams don't have a home field advantage when they're. They're this small. North Texas is not traveling very far. Like they're traveling an hour down to Dallas. So I'm just not sure that the right team is even favored. I feel like North. I feel like they looked at SMU and they're like, the teams are even, and we'll just put a three point line on it. Yeah. Well, it actually opened up four and a half, um, and it was bet down a little bit. Uh, now it's stuck at three and a half. So uh, there's some books that are at three. Um, Jeff Sagrin has SMU as a five-point favorite. I don't know. I just don't know a lot about these teams. I'll, I'll put some question marks by it, and then I will look into that one some more. Um, what do you think about Cincinnati? Uh, they're at Ohio State, uh, getting 16 and a half points. You know, usually we like to play the Power Five uh, top ten teams at home, laying the smackdown. But Cincinnati is uh, pretty darn good, and they've got a, a, a really good defense, actually. So, um, and Ohio State does not. I don't think their their defense is that improved at all. Um, not to mention, Cincinnati has extra time to prepare for this game. Um, they, they played on Thursday as opposed to Saturday, so a little bit of extra preparation there. And you know, I kind of like it because this is this is one of those games where I think Cincinnati probably sees it as a rivalry. You know, they have a little extra oomph and motivation to get up for this game because these are a lot of the kids that uh, were passed up by a team like Ohio State in the recruiting. Um, whereas Ohio State, I mean, they're probably just looking at this like another uh, non-power five opponent, and they're just going to do what they need to do get the win and move on to next week. So I don't know, man. I, I think um, I could see this game being a little bit closer. Yeah, I lean Cincinnati. I'm with you. Uh, the only question I have in my note is, uh, is, is, is this high variance? Um, and we promised ourselves we wouldn't bet the high variance games. Right. Where Ohio State boat races, uh, Cincinnati, the Bearcats. Oh, we have two Bearcats. We have the Clemson Bearcats and the Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> Actually, correct. Yeah that that would be uh, that would be a bold. Uh... So Cincinnati, the only two angles I don't love are that yeah Cincinnati. I like. I mean, we're on the sharp side, obviously, but um, but Cincinnati. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Let's keep going then. We, that's a maybe. Um, okay, yeah, I haven't the, even given you my. I haven't given you my favorite play, yet, which is oh, kind of crazy. Come on. Yeah. Well, I, I was worried you may poo-poo it, but because I, there, this definitely isn't a consensus play among the sharps. Um, but I, I just love Nebraska on the road, laying three and a half points at Colorado. Um, 
first of all, this is the big classic overreaction line. So Colorado covered their spread last week. Nebraska mm. didn't. Nebraska looked fairly bad against Georgia Southern, I believe. Was it Georgia Southern? I think that was it. Um, but anyways, and also this is a revenge game. Let's not forget that revenge. Nebraska highly touted going into last year and then their loss to Colorado at home was kind of what sent the, their early season into turmoil. They obviously picked it up at the end of season and looked pretty darn good, um, but the early season was rough after the Colorado game. So <clears throat> as 36 – oh, sorry, South Alabama is who they played. So, yeah, Nebraska, they were 36-point favorites versus South Alabama, and then they won by 14. So that doesn't look very good. Colorado won by 21 last week versus Colorado State, but they allowed over 500 yards and had four – a plus four turnover differential. So if you have a plus four turnover differential, you should probably be winning by more than 21 points. But that 500 yards they allowed is crazy. And you need to remember, Colorado State, they could be a bottom 10 team by the time this is all said and done. Yeah, so that's true. I'm just thinking, my square logic, if Colorado State can move the ball on them uh, that easily, I think Nebraska with Taylor Martinez – some dynamic talent, um, some higher quality uh, recruits, recruited players. I think that they're really going to be run it, be able to run up and down the field all over them and hopefully not get burned by the turnovers like Colorado State was. So I think three and a half is a very short number to lay. Uh, I think Nebraska wins by over a touchdown. Hmm. Man, I can't deny your favorite play out of all those. This kind of crappy lineup we have this week. Can't deny the favorite play. It's going against the system. Um, I had no play on this. Uh, but, hey, so you're not worried about Nebraska and the high altitude. You're no. not worried about yeah, the home, the public home favorite. It's not better than a public uh, road dog, I guess. Well, and here's the other thing. This game opened at Nebraska minus seven and a half, which is what I thought it should be. Uh, but it got steamed down to the where the line is now, three and a half. And now that if you look at the consensus, it's at four. I'm kind of wondering if this might be a pump fake by the Sharps. Maybe the Sharps saw that really? seven and a half Ooh. and they said, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's go ahead and take Colorado, go heavy on them. And then they come back later in the week and take Nebraska. Looking at who they each have next week, if there's any sort of look aheads. Uh, we'll see. No look ahead for Nebraska. Um, they got Northern Illinois at home. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I, I'll I'll uh, I'll back you. I'll I will ride your coattails on this one, Brew. Uh, neither neither Air Force either. The Colorado has Air Force on the road next week, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. So going against the system play, we shall see how it works. Uh, we. They may have just made this – I don't know if they're just getting too cute with this line um, or what with uh, too many factors with the home dog. And I guess they didn't want to make Colorado too much of a home dog. It does seem like we, we definitely are on the square side on this. But I don't know. The market I'm, – I'm kind of with you on the angle that Colorado is actually not that good and the market hasn't set in on them yet. And mm-hmm. listen – Vegas is usually not wrong. So if Vegas is going to put the over under on Nebraska at eight, 
this is a game that, you know, if, if it's going to get close to that number, this is a game that Nebraska doesn't lose. Yep. So we'll see. I, I could see the headlines after this of like, oh, Nebraska's back. You can see that happening. So hold on to your britches. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, going against our system play. But we have another system yes, play sir. making it up. Let's hope we're on the right side of the system play this week. Yeah, so I think – I think we have seven. Um, yeah, let's go rapid fire with the other remainings. Because uh, I was looking at, I've got no thoughts there. Uh, this is the same same thing I met before. I've heard I've heard way too many arguments for both sides, um, but I just can't back a matching team against a power five. Um, so if we go with Cincinnati, is that or did we pass on that one? It was a maybe. Could, could we sub out you uh, and I, Northern Illinois, getting the big point spread? Yeah, we could do that. But I think we like most of these games. Penn State, or I don't know, just stay away from that one. Penn State looked a no, little I, too know, good. Kind of like, like Penn State actually in that game. Oh, really? I think that they could. I think they could really lay the smack down as well. And that game actually, I think that it's even that. What is that line at? Do you think that line's okay. too short still? Penn State is at 31, 30 and a half consensus right now. It opened up 22. So, man, I wish we got um, the opener or something closer to that. But now it's at 29 and a half. But, yeah, I, man, I, it's kind of one of those things. I don't see Buffalo being able to score that much. So, I, I just wish we could get it under 28, man. That's that's the only thing. <sighs> okay. Maybe I would I would pencil it uh, pencil would, uh, as a maybe, and then also the other game I kind of like is Vanderbilt getting seven and a half on the road versus Purdue. Um, both teams lost and did not cover in week one, and Purdue had the the big upset loss versus Nevada. Um, but I don't know, man. I just think in general the SEC is more talented than the Big Ten, and Vandy. I I don't know. They should be frisky. I think they're probably the yeah better team overall uh purdue really struggles on defense they do have an offense that can put up points so that's yeah i don't know that's interesting uh purdue's definitely the public team um but the thing is purdue what? really should have won like purdue, the reason purdue lost that game they had a minus five uh turnover differential so that that's what was just a killer for them and that's kind of a fluky stat so hmm. um Man, we're, getting huge, we're getting some Jeff huge value too yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. Something to consider. Yeah, man, that's God, that's tempting because that's a huge number seven, and I'm looking on uh, the books and they got Purdue as a six and a half point favorite. Yep. Ooh, so that is that is tempting, sir. That is really, really. We <laughs> should pencil that one. Okay. I mean, that is that is a big one. All right, I, don't I, like know. Nebraska. I, I do like Nebraska. I guess we should run through. All right, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the big game, the the one the one B game. Excuse me. Yeah, and this is one of those where I was gonna. If you had any thoughts, I, I mean, I'm all over LSU. I, I really think that they could make this game ugly, but um, you know, we're not getting the best of the line. This this opened up at three. And now it's at five and a half on the contest sheet. So, 
but in the, well, the no, end of the day, I mean, I mean, we are. It's it's at six and a half on a lot oh, of books wow. right now. Yeah, the ending wow. line is. Wow! So everybody's all over LSU. And yeah, you can I talk about LSU. So. It's square, I mean, but uh, LSU is the whole package, man. They've got the good defense, and man, I, I you, you would have yeah. thought they would have showed everything with their offense <laughs> last week, and they just went off, off, man. And uh, last week, last year, that was their big struggle. Their offense couldn't hang with their defense, and this this year they have an offense that is totally suited to their personnel. Um, in Texas, yeah, they have a good offense as well, but that defense, I still didn't like what I saw. Uh, you know, all last year that was a problem, and against La Tech last week, they were very lucky to get that cover because La Tech was moving the ball on them, moving the ball, um, and just couldn't end up hitting pay dirt. I don't think LSU has that problem. So, yeah, if we, I don't know, man, if you want to do that, I, I would be, I'd be interested man, in I, LSU on I lo- too. Man, I do kind of like it because. It's just it's still below seven, and I I don't I don't see this be I whatever team wins I feel like they they win by more than a field goal, mm-hmm. so I I just don't and not a lot of field goal games with this so it's like you Texas just does have a good kicker. Texas does have a good kicker. True. I don't, Man, I don't know. Might... They they lost their their awesome kicker from last year. I don't know if the new guy's any good. Yeah. They, and that's that is a great point. So, like the thing, the the my angle on this is, if Texas is going to have to jump out to a lead because if LSU jumps out to a lead like fourteen zero, their fans, mm-hmm. the the fans, don't ask me how I've been to the stadium, but their fans will shut it down um, if they get behind. That they're not like a fan base that's going to rally and pump up, pump them up. They kind of just check out and say, let's go to the Sixth Street bars now. So. Uh, they'll be crapped out from uh, tailgating all day. They they go a little too hard in the tailgating. So um, the, Texas is going to have to make it a close game at halftime. Otherwise, it'll just be I, – I think you could see like a snowball effect and LSU actually blows them out. So, um, the so yeah, the other side is uh, you don't bet Herman as a dog, a home dog. Yeah. At uh, this point, I think but that's I don't know. logic. Like the square logic is like, well, Texas beat Georgia, you know, in the bowl game, but I don't. That's that's very square logic again. So, uh, and then the other side is, of course, like LSU looked a little too good against Georgia Southern, also. But yeah. I don't know if you're just if you gun to my head, if you're just picking a team to win, LSU. So I don't think the point should scare us off. No, I agree. The only part I don't love is. Also, is uh, there might be a lot of our competitors, but we—I mean—we really can't think about that because a win's a win. Yeah, so we'll maybe on LSU. I don't know. Okay, it might be on Texas. What's cool? Let me think about that one. Some more. I don't see any other games I really want to talk about. Do you? No, no. Yeah. You don't okay. want. You mean you don't want to go into detail on UNLV Ark State? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's not really, but um. Okay, well, that's, that's all I've got this week. Sorry for the low-energy podcast, everybody. Um, I need to go fix some coffee ASAP. I feel like I'm about to fall over here. So, uh, Magoo, do you have any parting words of wisdom? Well, you need to run through our plays uh, Okay, we have well, so far. I don't know. I think we have more than what we need, so we're going to have to hammer these out. So, we've got Michigan 22.5 at home. 
We've got Nebraska minus three and a half on the road versus Colorado. We have, I think, BYU plus three and a half at Tennessee. We've got Michigan State minus 16 and a half at home versus Western Michigan. We both like LSU on the road getting uh, uh, laying five and a half at Texas. And we have USC minus one and a half at home versus Stanford. And then we have Fresno State plus three and a half at home versus Minnesota. Um, there were a couple other games, the Oregon, Penn State, Cincinnati, and Vanderbilt were the other ones that we were kind of thinking about putting on the card. Yeah, golly, man. The more I look at it, <laughs> like Vanderbilt. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I kind of like it too. Vanderbilt, Purdue, Purdue's still public. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, we need to talk. You think we're probably between LSU and Vanderbilt for the last play? No, like, LSU I think, would be our seventh or. Honestly, LSU, I, I like that more than Vanderbilt um, personally. Okay. But Yeah, I mean, I – you know me, I, I hate um, – I hate teams that just look anemic on offense and you watch the game and you need them to cover and it's just like they can't move the ball at all. Right. But so – That might be – who knows? I mean, that might be Vanderbilt. They scored six points last week, but it was against – Georgia, who has a freaking awesome defense, so it should be a very welcome uh, reception going up to Purdue and, you know, who allowed 470 pass yards last week. So, um, anyways. Yeah, Cal – so Cal, Washington, you and everything. We're getting a good number with Cal, 14 and a half a hook. But, again, like I said just a second ago, I hate teams – betting teams with an anemic offense – Against a good defense. Oh, sorry, I said that wrong. They did. They did not allow 470 pass yards. That was my bad. Um, <laughs> they did allow 295 pass yards with three touchdowns and no picks last last week. So that's still not a great performance by Purdue's defense. Um, okay, well, let's talk about the rest of these on offline, and maybe you can post an update with our picks, the final picks to our listeners. All right. Well, I was thinking maybe maybe we do one more segment and I splice it and I do some editing. <laughs> yes, yes, you definitely need to do some editing, Magoo. <laughs> uh, all righty. Well, I guess do we even hit him with your little slogan thing now, or do we save that for later? We save it for later. We'll splice a, a quick rundown of our final plays. It'll be a short two-minute segment. Okay, sounds good, my man. I'm out. Out. Okay, back from commercial break. This is Magoo masterparting this podcast. Unfortunately, Baru is uh, having a tea party, a dinner party, something crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's Magoo reviewing the final plays. We have the plays right here. You heard our analysis. We're going with most of the plays that we had subbed in. But here are your winners for the fourth place in the college football super contest. And we have Michigan laying 22.5 at home versus Army. This is a fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because I think Michigan covers the big spread at home. We don't think Army is going to get any first downs to try to run the clock. That is a square logic to try to run out the clock. 
They don't get any first downs. Michigan wins this game 27-3. to We have Nebraska laying three and a half. Super square play. It goes against all that we used to believe in with the, with the system plays of a ranked team on the road. Laying less than seven points. Uh, Nebraska, three and a half. Uh, listen, if Nebraska's going to get to their eight wins on the season, they need to win this game at Colorado. We love the revenge, uh, the revenge game uh, factor. Colorado obviously beat Nebraska in Lincoln. We think Nebraska returns the favor. LSU, minus five and a half at Texas. Uh, LSU is just more talented on all, all around on the defensive end. Um, Ellinger is limited with his passing game. I'm not buying the Texas defense. That crowd will be out of it if LSU takes an early lead. Um, I don't buy the DKR crowd at all at home. We're getting a good number here. The super contest is, or the current line, I should say, is six and a half. LSU's current line on our super contest is five and a half. I think LSU wins by 14 plus points and kind of just jams the Big 12 up. I, th- I think they're pumped to play this game. Uh, we have Oregon laying the big number. So the square logic, I think, is emotional loss for Oregon. How do they come and get up to play uh, Nevada at home? <clears throat> and I actually have a simple answer for that. In that it's, it's week it's week one. It's week two. Week one's in the books. But Oregon still has the rest of the season. They have Pac-12 hopes. I mean, if they run the table, they're not... Out of the playoff contest, I mean, uh, the playoff picture talk, I mean, what am I missing here? If this was week six, I'd obviously say fade them um, coming off an emotional loss. But I, I think we, we think they go the other way and they say, you know what? Let's just kick the crap out of everybody else left on our schedule after that tough loss. Cristobal wants to run up Justin Herbert's uh, stats for his draft stock because it took a hit. Uh, with this last game, so that's the angle. I don't think Nevada's any good. I think it was smoke and mirrors with the win over Purdue. I think the squares, I think Nevada is strangely a public road dog at 23.5 because they beat Purdue. Um, I, I think Oregon wins this game 50-20. to 20. Uh, Penn State, minus 29.5. This is just... James Franklin has some deal going on with the boosters where he's going to cover a large spread. He runs up the score. Uh, Buffalo's not what it was last year, so we don't mind laying the the big number with Penn State. Again, you take these big favorites to just lay the points. You don't really think about it in the first couple weeks. That's how it goes. Um, That was the trend from last year. We have USC giving one and a half. Versus Stanford. So KJ Costello has been ruled out for this game. I was actually on USC before KJ Costello was ruled out. And I love them even more, obviously. The line is now three. It's only minus one and a half. We love the angle of the nobody believes in us. uh, That JT Daniels is out uh, for a very long time. Uh, I think that the defenses tend to rally around the... Uh, the backup QB that's having to come in, 
And uh, I don't know, USC has some playmakers at receiver. I don't think that the that they're going to ask the this QB sub to, to come in and actually do too much. So USC as a home slight favorite versus Stanford. I'm not like really high on Stanford. They didn't impress me. I was down on USC, but I think uh, I think I've turned a corner. Like they're they they've got some frisky dudes. So. I'll lay the points, USC, one and a half. Uh, I think Stanford is, I'm just not buying them. And now with KJ Costello out, yeah, give me USC at home. Back against the wall, ready to just rally around this whole injury to JT Daniels. Okay, in our last play, we subbed in, actually, uh, Northern Illinois. Um, We have plus 22 and a half. Getting lots of points versus Utah. Utah's cover last week was a little fluky with two defensive touchdowns. Um, I see this game being really low scoring, and the spread agrees. It's only 44. So you're telling me the whole spread is 44, and Northern Illinois is getting 22 and a half of that? It's like they probably only need to get to 10 and cover this spread. So I'll take Northern Illinois to score 10 points. Um, Utah, uh, I'm not fully buying their offense but their defense is great we just I think Baru and I are just worried about a shutout here and that probably doesn't cover the spread so Northern Illinois we uh we think they might be the frisky Mac team um again this is another team that covered the spread in week one we're fade them in week two so we got a lot of teams that did not cover in the spread in week one that we're backing like Michigan, LSU obviously did cover the spread, but then again, so did Texas. Oregon not covering the spread, taking them. Penn State did cover the spread, but the whole James Franklin rump score angle is good. USC did not cover the spread. We like to back them. Stanford did cover the spread. And finally, Northern Illinois with Utah having covered the spread in week one. Good trend to have. So that's our place. And remember, you can't lose what you don't put in the middle but you can't win much either.